What up, what up, what up, man? Another edition, the ninth install of Last Chance Q, live today on this special Monday Night Football edition of Last Chance Q with my main man, Sean Salisbury. Sean, what's going on, man? We're here on this Monday Night Football. A lot to dive into. We're going to rip through this uh, since it is Monday Night Football. Uh, probably make an announcement. We're probably only going to do film evaluations on Mondays and Thursdays for the next four weeks to uh, for all you guys out there. Just because we don't want to interrupt your Monday Night or Thursday Night Football, either do we. Just so, until uh, the season's over, right, JB? Yeah. yeah, until the season's over, and then we go full go again. But we're going to do a show tonight. We're, we're, we're not going to cut it short tonight because we're already knees deep in it. That's what she said. And then I'm going to uh, – and then and then we'll get into uh, starting next week. And, th- and then we'll start this Thursday. We're going to start just doing a film evaluation of high school and college players um, on Mondays and Thursdays and maybe take some callers. Um, and then maybe we'll do that. And, and uh, But we're going to give you a show today. Uh, we got a lot to discuss. Uh, let's start you off with the quote of the day. This show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Head on over to betonline. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get you 50% off. You can even catch tonight's game in 15 minutes if you bid your bet in right now. Get you 50% off. Plus, CanadipCBD.com is a proud new sponsor of this great show, Last Chance Q, along with DV Sport, who provides us all our video editing needs. Uh, Quote of the day, Sean, I got to give you this one. Mistakes have the power to turn you into something better than you were before. Um, We've all messed up, Sean. We've all screwed up, and we've all had our hiccups and bumps in the roads. I don't know if people understand, though, especially these kids, when I see over 50,000 of them in the portal today. Uh, do they understand that mistakes actually turn you into something better than what you were before? I would hope so, because the greatest lessons in my life I've ever learned weren't from success. It was from failure. Mistakes and, and failure is not a life sentence. It doesn't have to last forever. It can be temporary. Um, so just like success, and quite frankly, success is temporary if you allow it to be. You're going to struggle. But both of them are, you know, it's easier to sustain uh, mistakes if you live there and you let it fester, and you pout about it, and don't do something about it, or if you allow it to overcome and knock you into rock bottom and don't pick yourself back up, instead of climbing out of rock bottom, what you need to do is build steps to help yourself get out instead of digging a deeper hole. So I'm with you. The greatest mistakes I've learned, if I've thrown an interception, I learned more from an interception than I did a touchdown pass. No doubt. I'd prefer to throw 40 touchdowns and no interceptions, but in order to get to that point, I would imagine most people – have been knocked in the face a few times and made mistakes. What do they say? Uh, the polio vaccine, JB, I was reading uh, years ago a story um, about the polio vaccine and because my mother was affected with it early and was able to to, to get, get through it early in her life as a child and was able to uh, have a full, healthy, long life with, and, and, and do her thing until her 80s. Um, but... Jonas Salk, I believe, is what I'm talking about, Dr. Jonas Salk. But, the, I mean, how many times they fail, and this is sports, it's related, obviously. Some things are far more important than sports, but for a lot of us, sports are important in our lives. So the failure on a lot of those things in order to find the success takes a lot more of that than it does success to understand success. Yet when you get success, it sure is a nice feeling. But the, the, the lessons I've learned have been mistakes first. No doubt. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that. Poll question, Sean. Um, what did you think of Deshaun Watson's return? Um, 
before we get into a few fan questions and then we're going to introduce the show and get after it. Uh, I thought he looked rusty. I said on my show, on the Coach AB show, I thought I wouldn't be surprised if not only did they lose the game, uh, if he looked absolutely horrible. And uh, he looked pretty bad from what I saw. And I know he was being booed. And I just think it was horrible PR by the NFL to have his first game in Houston. Uh, he had the 10 uh, female assailants or victims or accusers, whatever you want to call them, were there. Uh, absolute shit show. I don't know how a human can thrive over that uh, adversity. But I don't feel sorry one bit. You make $250 million. I don't want to hear 700 days off, Sean. I don't want to hear any of that shit. You've had a lot of time. All I've been hearing about is how good you look in practice. Well, you look like hammered shit yesterday. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? I wondered, JB, a little sidebar to this. And you're right, booed. And I was shocked that it I, – I thought that he'd come out of this rusty at first, but I didn't think he'd look like he had 700 days off. I figured he'd get right into it. As you can see, it ain't like riding a bike. It's a lot more difficult than that playing this position, but he looked, had it not been for the Texans playing horse shit offense and turning it over twice and special teams, letting the guy return it for a touchdown, 21 points off non-offensive scores by the Browns, the Texans win the football game. And, but if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. That's been the MO for the Texans regularly. And Watson was yanking balls into the ground, missing balls in a flat. You could tell he was out of sorts, and it looked like he was 700 shit. It looked like he was out 780 of them. Um, I wonder, JB, what do you think? When Jacoby Brissett puts all that work in. Oh, dude. And earns and, and plays his – quite frankly, played his ass off this year, considering knowing where no he doubt. was going and what he was doing. No and doubt. the respect he garnered from his teammates. No doubt. That they automatically threw Watson in there. Normally they wouldn't do it if, if now if Watson was making two million, you think they'd have started him? No way. I don't. Exactly. No. Now I'm not saying that Jacoby Brissett's a better player, but at this stage of the game, they won. I'll bet you that not everybody's on board with starting Deshaun Watson in that building. That's going to be my. I, oh. I, I, I would almost guarantee it. I, I said that uh, weeks ago. I said there's no way that 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 team loved Brissett. I think they truly love that kid, just like they love Geno Smith over Russell Wilson right now in Seattle. I just, I just think it, it's one of those deals. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Uh, fan questions. Uh, Sean, I got a few of them for you. Um, specifically for you, Sean Waffle sent me an email, and he said this has to be Sean Salisbury's greatest game. He beat John Elway, Minnesota Vikings. I think you uh, threw for 366, two touchdowns. Um, is that your finest moment or do you have another one? Um, so oh, I have a million of them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was NFL player of the week that week. So yeah, that was, uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Um, CFL. I mean, I had one where I threw for almost 600 yards and, and, uh, but I, I threw for six touchdowns and should have thrown for nine. I mean, I had guy, I missed a corner route in the end zone. Um, but, and I had some good games in the NFL, but that was my, that was probably the best one because John was a guy, Elway, who's still a dear friend and was a guy that, you know, he's from the, the you know, the the uh, the valley out there, Granada Hills. And yep. when I was coming out two years later, I was I was compared to him because we were both similar guys, same size, both three, you know, athletes. And and the only reason I say that is so I kind of took on the when I couldn't get number 12 at USC because Charlie White had retired. I chose seven because Elway. Yeah. And then I, I kid because that game, we came from behind. It was in a major snow storm they had in Denver. 
and we beat them coming from behind, which John usually does to all the rest of us, right? Uh, yeah. and I got him, and my sophomore year in college, I beat him at Stanford in uh, in Stanford on the game of the week that Pat Hayden was calling was a player of that game as well. So I said, wow. think, well, two things. I've never lost to Elway as a starter, so I kid John, say, motherfucker, you ain't got shit on me. You're in the <laughs> Hall of Fame, but I got you. I beat you down. Joking and laughed about that, which if it's true, yeah. And and I and I I think some will say John had a little bit better career than me, but I I was feeling it that day. And I remember coming off the field and Denny Green looked at me, he said, You wanted him, didn't you? I played coy, like, what are you talking about? I don't know what do you mean? He goes, I you know damn well what I'm talking about. You wanted him, didn't you? I said, Well, yeah. And we laughed, and he put the ball in my hand the whole day, and it worked out. But John John was a motivating factor for me and they, they were going down to drive and win, and I said, not today. After this game, don't do it. And Glenn Milburn caught a ball out of the on a little option route from John, and one of our guys hit him and laid it on the ground. We recovered, ran out the clock, and the game was over. So we came from behind and won that one, NFL Player of the Week, and that. So I'm 2-0 and against Elway. I'll make sure I damn well remind him of it whenever I possibly can, too. Hey, Sean Waffle is an uh, is, is old-school soul like us. He, uh, he said Anthony Carter was his favorite Vikings player, and he said he believed you and him uh, had a very good chemistry. I, I, he said he thinks uh, you had like 250 yards passing at halftime on that, in that game, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he came out. AC is one of those. I love AC. What a freaking explosive player. AC came out in that game. We got him into the game early, dude. And he when, when AC got going early, he was hell on wheels, man. Fast and you gave me, he, he, we can make you miss. We ran a sprint right nine route, sprint right, and threw a deep nine route going back the other way. Dropped in the bucket. AC made a great catch. He was on fire. Him and he, Chris, and Steve Jordan might have Chris Carter, AC, and Steve Jordan. I'll have to double check it. I might have had three guys over 100 yards that day. Maybe I, I might have. Really? Um, if not, it was close, but all three of them, we did, it was a fun clinic to put on and we play, it was at water and Dennis Smith. So you know how good, how those yeah, guys yeah. are knocking the shit out of people. So there you go. It was, oh, yeah. uh, thanks for the, for the nice message. Yes. It's a memorable game for me and my family was there. So it made it, it was in Denver, man. That's a great game. That was just right before he started twisting titties on bench roamers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, we got a good show for you in store. Hit the like button, subscribe. We already got a hundred people in here, man. Much love to you. I uh, hope you got your Monday night football game on while you watch a couple real ones talk about some real football. We're going to break down Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, we're going to get into this Deion Sanders still, plus the keys to victory for tonight's game against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady against the quarterback list, New Orleans Saints. Uh, we're going to talk about hierarchy and what is needed uh, within it, and we're going to talk about the NFL MVP race, but we're going to break this film down. We're going to show some Joe Burrow. We're going to actually coach up a few particular plays each and we're going to break down Patrick Mahomes and I'm going to tell you why I think Burrow's better and Sean's going to argue it or agree we're going to find out that's why this show's the real as it is we'll see you on the other side I'm back let's go welcome to last chance Q with myself coach JB and Sean Salisbury he will not talk over the amateur or under the expert. It's not only the X's and O's, but it's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. And it's not just quarterbacks. We got all the positions teaching, coaching, laughing, and joking. We're using football terminology so we can get through this faster than we. We don't want to use these long terms. 
Coach, we don't we got quick verbiage to get to the point. Last chance Q with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. Yes, sir. I appreciate everybody joining us. Um, Sean is in the house. I know you I got your email, Sean. Uh I yeah, I actually said that earlier. Um that is the rumor, actually. Myself and Sean were talking about it earlier that uh, Mike Zimmer could be Deion Sanders' D coordinator. Uh, we were talking about that earlier, so that would be huge for him, uh, Dion. I just don't know if he is. His son is dealing with he, his son passed away, and I think from what I'm hearing is uh, Mike wants to go back to the league, and he doesn't know if he wants to start this thing knee deep, and then it will end up hurting Colorado if he had to leave. If he does, because I'm pretty sure, Sean, you 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 probably agree he's probably going to get a league shot again. I don't think he needs to coach college. Yeah, he doesn't need to unless he wants to. And I know, and I know how much Dion likes him. I mean, we know that. And Zim's gone through, you know, you lose your, you know, you lose your job in Minnesota, and then all of a sudden you lose your son. I can't imagine his last twelve months how horrible it's been for Coach Zim, and he's a hell of a football coach. So listen, he's valuable for any organization, an NFL team. I mean, if I'm an NFL coach, I'm interviewing him, aren't you, a head coach? To even if he's not a head coach, to have him on my staff. So. It'd be a great get for Dion. He doesn't have to take this if he wants to. I'm sure I know how fond of Dion he is too. So we'll see. But Zim's only going to take it if he's all in. That's his hey, MO. I, I he doesn't, another, he doesn't go kind of in. Yeah, I agree. Uh I got another deal. Uh, uh talking to uh talking to your boy, Jim McMahon, uh up at Pat's house last week. And uh we were talking about some things, and then I've been hearing some other things, and it kind of related back to what he was saying. Do you see any truth at all, or do you think it would even be possible that Jim Harbaugh gives it up and comes be, uh, and becomes the Colts head coach? I think it's possible, but it's going to take a – I think, you know, he said that that ship has basically sailed in the NFL. I, I, don't think any, I don't think any doors closed. We've had guys retire and come back. I don't think any doors closed because if all of a sudden the Ursay comes at him and says, hey, listen, man, we'll give you $12 bucks a year for eight years or 10 years like the Gruden deal, $120 million guaranteed for, and we'll let you uh, have a big say in personnel decisions. And I mean, everybody can be bought or persuaded. Now, take and it. Sean, you know, when it gets quiet and people say this shit, you know, usually it means the opposite and the guy ends up signing a deal. <laughs> right. Signed deal. You mean with the NFL? Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh or yeah. There's no two in the public usually means yes. Right. And all the, there's no, especially at this time of year when they're getting prepared to play, and, and possibly be in contention to win a national title as a Final Four team. Um, and not only that, if he doesn't go, it's just a way to add five more years of, of extension on yeah. to Michigan. It's Here's the only difference. Yeah. The only difference. In Indianapolis, you get one first-rounder a year. At Michigan, you get about 20 of them with four- and five-star guys. So it depends on what he wants. I know this. Coaches can't resist going back and trying a challenge. I know Jim's been in the NFL. Jim was a Colt in the past and captain comeback, all that stuff. Um, if he leaves, nobody should be shocked. I don't think he'd take another college job unless he was horse shit at Michigan and nobody wanted him. But I don't think Jim would leave Michigan at the top of what he's doing now for USC. If they didn't, if they had an opening or some big prior Texas, if they had a prime opening, neither one of them do for uh, another college job. I think the only step it's either Michigan or Jim's going to be an NFL head coach, but every all of us can be bought. I mean, listen for a, for for ten to twelve million a year guaranteed for ten years. 
It'd be hard and not have to recruit, although I think Jim likes to go recruit. I do. For some reason, I feel like he likes that. And if that's the case, um, he's unique. My gut tells me he's not done in the NFL. I'll just leave it at that. So I I agree with you on that. Um, I don't believe he is either. If you want him bad enough, JB, right? If you're, let's say you're Ursay, you want his ass bad enough, make him an offer he can't refuse. If you go in there there and say, I'll give you seven million for five years, you'd be like, shit, I make that now. Why would I leave my alma mater when I can, I'm going to get all the recruits I want? He makes nine million or something now. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's pushing ten mil. Go in there now. You go in there and offer him twelve to fourteen million a year for ten. You know, a buck twenty to a buck thirty a, uh, for for ten years. That's guaranteed money. Hell, you'd be like the guys who left the regular PGA tour to go to live tour. Fuck yeah, you're going. You're not an idiot. Yeah. Unless Michigan matches it. Plus, no, it's no. a new challenge. But I can tell you this. Hell, the quarterback at Michigan may be better than the quarterback at the Colts right now. So, yeah, no be careful, question. Be careful what you wish for, but Jim's no, no. a hot commodity, and the way they've won the last two years, it's only getting hot. It's only yeah. getting hotter. Yep. Uh, pre-snap read of the show uh, brought to you by CanadaDipCBD.com. Head on over there and use the code promo code Coach JB all caps. Uh, before I get into Jimmy G getting hurt yesterday or actually being injured, Sean, as we know, there's a huge difference. I don't think this generation of kid understands there's a difference between hurt and injured. That's why we have 900 injured kids or hurt kids uh, in the NFL and NBA. I don't know if they understand there's a fucking difference between a hangnail and a goddamn broken leg. Ask Jack Youngblood. But uh, let me go into this. Uh, Baker Mayfield was cut today, waived. Uh, he is now free agent. He can go anywhere he wants. Do the Niners pick him up off off the script here? Do the Niners pick him up, or do you think he's damaged goods? I never thought he was anything. I always thought he was going to be a bust. He has been a bust. Uh, plus, I don't think his character really is a, a one of uh, high integrity. Uh, that's just me saying uh, the guy with the checkbook. Do I yeah. sign it like that? Well, I, I don't need it. Yeah, JB, they've got a good thing going unfortunately now people are going to say, well, let's see more of Brock Purdy the next few weeks to see where they are in the power rankings. I thought Purdy did a good job. I'm not sure Baker Mayfield's better than Purdy right now. I think Brock Purdy's better. Now that doesn't mean over the, well, the first, but what are you talking about? And I know Baker's had success. He has first year, good, second year, bad, third year, good, fourth year, bad. This is the fifth year gets cut. And so even if he does go to the Niners, you're, it's not your future. You already got him sitting. He's already injured. You got yeah. Jimmy, who may be your future. Now he's injured. And there is a difference between hurt and injured. A sore hamstrings hurt. Yeah. A, a bruise, a, a quad bruise is hurt. A, a, sh- a shattered ankle is, is injured. Big yeah. difference. Um, you know, a, a, a little bit of a sore thumb or a cold or the flu, that's hurt. People play with the flu every day, okay? No COVID doubt. included, whatever that means. So yeah, no you can do shit. it every day if you can. But when it comes to an injury like this, um, Brock Purdy, I hear, here's what I'd do. If you want a veteran backup who's been in big games and won big games, hell, you know, in his third year in the league, they had he Kansas still- City on the brink, and he yeah. the, they were 11-5. and five, So the guy can play. Yeah. But by the time he learns this system without getting first-team reps, yeah. we're, in, we're into the playoffs. But if you need a guy who can balance it out and you can shorten the game plan for him, yeah, I guess. I, I, it's not something that I need to do, but I, I understand you want the security blanket of a veteran who's got four and a half years in a league who you could at least put in 20 plays and get by if something gets hurt, yes. But make no mistake about it, if Baker Mayfield goes there, he's not taking Brock Purdy's job. It's Brock Purdy's season to win or lose. No doubt. Um, I hear you. Uh 
First, first segment of the pre-snap read, um, Jimmy G done for the year. What's that mean for the 49ers, Sean? And can the Niners win with Purdy? They did this last week. Now, listen, when you got a defense that great, um, you're going to be in every game. And they're the best defense in the league right now. JB, I don't know how, I mean, you know, sometimes when you're talking pregame to a quarterback who's a backup, you've seen them, guys come in, you need him to elevate. And this guy was the thing. Remember, Purdy was trying to make a team. He had to fight and scratch to make the 49er roster as the last player drafted and did. And now three quarterbacks later, he's starting quarterback on a playoff team with a chance to win the division and be in the, and be a, 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 a real big threat. So now the question is, well, can they win with him as you asked? So JB, my thing with this is, and I know the guy who trains him in Arizona who raves about him. I watched the kid a bunch in college and he's bright and, and looks like he's going to, you know, tough and, and had some good season at Iowa state. Here's what, I, here's what I never tell my quarterback, and they never told me this when I was a backup that got to start or when I was a starter taking over, whatever it was. I was fortunate. I never had a coach come up to me and say, just don't lose the game for us. Play it safe. Right. Keep it close. Yeah, I'm more of – I'm getting to the point, instead of saying no all the time, like when you're trained, no, don't do that. I'm more of a, all right, we see that. Let's try it this way. So you start sending positive reinforcement back into the kid's head. I pray. And I think Kyle's wise at this, that you that you and the staff don't go to Brock and say, listen, dude, now they threw, what, 37 times yesterday? So they're they're in the throw. They, they don't have a problem, I don't think. I mean, yesterday they had to, and they took care of their business against the high-powered Miami team. But I hope that Kyle and that staff sit down and say, dude, we ain't changing shit. You're on roster and you're getting paid. You played good. You're, you're kind of a poor man's Jimmy G right now because you're pretty accurate with the football. We don't, your, your physical skills aren't going to match the Josh Allens of the league, but we can win with you, mix in the run, dominate the line of scrimmage, play good defense. But when you got a shot, you pull the trigger on that bitch and throw it. And if you don't like it, check it down. We'll live to play another down. But I want you playing to win. We yes. ain't playing not to lose, and we're not playing to be safe. Drive the bus, get us there, and when you got a shot, play with big-ass balls and let it rip. That's the message I'm sending to Brock Purdy and say, but within it, be judicious and smart, just like you were at Iowa State when necessary. The key here is you don't have to be a hero. Yes. The hero syndrome gets your ass in trouble as a backup because you try to be proved to the world you're a starter. Yes. And I think Brock Purdy's pretty bright. So coming yeah. in here, it's not like you got to score 40 a game. Shit. Yeah. Score three touchdowns and you're going to win most of them with that damn defense. So my message to Brock Purdy, if I was in that meeting room with him, JB, and I'd like to hear your side of it would be, I got news for you, brother. We ain't letting you run and hide because you don't want to. You're tough. I know you waited for this. We're with the same shit we did with Jimmy. We're doing the same thing. We expect you to be ready to go. Defenses are going to see how they see him on film. But when we call a slant and it's third and four, I expect you to rip it and not pull the end of it. Because if you hesitate, we got no shot. So my message to Brock Purdy is, dude, we're going to play like you've been starting for four years. And we'll be smart. We'll stay away from the things you don't like, and we'll we'll emphasize the things you do, and we expect you to maximize this offense. That's how I'd approach Brock Purdy. Yeah, I'm the same way. You know, that's like that. That's like that. Do you love to win more than hate to lose? Like, do you hate to lose more than you love to win? Like, that's kind of that deal. We don't right. play fucking lose here. We don't. We don't want to play safe either. We're gonna win the game. We're gonna go out there and let it rip and and do what you do. I think if you harness a quarterback. Uh, you know, I don't need you to be Trent Dilfer, but I need you to go out there and fucking, you know, play loose. And, and, and we don't need to have our assholes think they're tightened up. We just go out there and play. 
I'm going to tell you right now, Sean, from what I saw yesterday, I haven't seen any of these quarterbacks, any of them, the ones that we break down, other than like, you know, the Mahomes and the, and the Allens and the Bradys uh, and the Burrows. No one was throwing on time before the wideout broke, except for Purdy. That's the first guy I've seen, the, young, the first young guy I've seen throw it before the guy's helmet turns. And he did it to McCaffrey in the end zone. He did it to Debo. He did it to uh, the, the, the fullback. Like, he's throwing the ball before their head snaps. And I'm like, shit, this guy's got the it factor for sure. He was well coached by Matt Campbell. He gets it. The guy's yep. been, he played his high school football, I believe, in Arizona, where my guy trains him. Yep. Uh, I, I just, to me, listen, man, I, I'm with you. Throw him open. Get the ball to Debo in space. Do it. You know, like the opening touchdown with the 49ers yesterday with the Dolphins when Tua comes out of that fake and rips the slant route that goes the distance. Just just trust what you see and pull the friggin' trigger. Like I said, and you know what? In the process of not trying to be a hero, you know what you'll end up being? A fucking hero. Because what a great story it makes. Struggling to make the roster, Mr. Irrelevance. Relevant as shit now, isn't he? Mr. Uh, Irrelevant in the draft now is yeah, as relevant as crazy. it is. Uh, that's crazy, too. Um... The last pick, uh, I didn't know that. I didn't even know that. I'm last like, pick of the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. And wow. the truth of the matter is, once you get to camp, if they, if they, if they, if you're being evaluated properly, take all the draft pick shit off, and I'm gonna play my. I'm keeping my best 53, and he proved that he was. And now he's got a chance to not only win a championship, and it's his game. He doesn't have to wait for two weeks. He is the quarterback the rest of the way. Yeah, that's it. And, and no you know what? And you build your resume. Either. What's that? You're not looking over your shoulder or nothing. Go out there and have fun. And you got a defense that's going to give you some short fields too. You know, uh, match them up and let's go. Yeah. Uh, Dion the Boulder. Dion Sanders goes to Boulder. A lot of people didn't know if he was going to do it. A lot of people, you know, I think he's a great fit in Boulder. I don't think Boulder's a great fit for him. That has been my take on this whole thing. I think he can coach uh, – and get through to these kids, whether we think he's a good coach or not, or any of that is 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 beyond the point. I think coaching's overrated. I think if you can get players to run through a wall, buy in, believe, and you can be genuine with them and sell them. Hire a good more. staff, right? I have, get a good staff. Get 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 your get your base locked down, which we call our primary recruiting area, which is our backyard. If we can get that locked up. Um, there's so many things that coach that don't know X's and O's that don't know how to actually control or organize or structure a program. They can still win you games. He just did it at Jackson state. I believe he's the most relevant person to ever step into the SWAC. Uh, Eddie Robinson holds that, um, crown. I think Dion took it because we're in an age of social media. We're in an age of visual learners and visual aids, and we get to see, see, see now. Uh, he brought that. He brought 60 Minutes, ESPN Game Day. He brought everything to that place. We got to see them play live against Southern on ESPN. You never got to see Jackson State Southern play on TV. Um, he's done things that no one else could get done. So having said that, he is being blasted in the internet, on, on social media, and in the world right now. Uh, you know, where do you see the controversy at? I, I don't. I don't see it. I think he's a guy that took a job just like any other guy, white or black, Sean. I don't want to hear the color shit because I'm Thank being you. honest with you. I don't. I haven't heard. 
I haven't heard Hugh Freeze getting blasted today. I haven't heard all these other cats that do leave for jobs and and and, and, and everyone uh, bash not bashing them. Dion's taking it from his own community and culture, which is surprising. It was not. I don't know if it's surprising, but it's it's just like, come on, man. Are we are we wanting to see these cats thrive or fail? And it seems like you wanted him to stay there and spend his own money and exhort all, you know, just exhaust himself. Like I've been there, done that, Sean. I've rebuilt a lot of programs. Yep. Um, what do you think with Dion the Boulder? Well, first off, I don't know how much I I don't know how much success they're going to have there. I don't. It's two, 20, two decades of being rel- relatively irrelevant. And now Dion's got a chance to go make them relevant again. And Boulder, when they were going good, was one of the toughest places in America to go play. You know this. You got buddies that coached and played there. So do I. I, lo- I love that place. And they're, they're, they're starved for winning. They will, you go, that place will be rocking every fucking Saturday. Now. We hear, we hear 50,000 people in the portal. We see it. It's 50,000 plus in there today. 500 have jumped in there this, since this morning. But we don't see this too often, Sean. Um, this is what Dion's already done. I showed it this morning. After further discussion, I will be withdrawing my name from the portal. That means I'm staying. Um, you know, that's something that you see with Dion. He understands the kid. He understands the dynamic. He gets through to the kid. Uh, I think that is the number one step. There, right. There is no – and to go back. So I don't know if, I don't know if they're going to win. I can tell you this. He'll impact. He already has. He already he, has. He will impact Boulder. He will impact the Pac-12. And whenever that breaks up and what it gets to, hell, they may end up being in the Big 12 again, them damn selves, eventually, Colorado. I know this. He's going to make an impact. He cares about kids, and he's a great leader, and people take notice when he walks into the room, and he, and he gets shit done. So that, that's where it starts. Now, listen, you got some good coaches. The Pac-12's got some good players and good coaches. He's going to have to do what he did. He's going to have to go in there and, and, first of all, recruit, which we know he can do. Hence why a bunch of those people in the portal are going to make calls to Deion Sanders to see where they fit, I assure you. Because he just, there's no guy coaching right now that can have old school values and coaching that from the 80s that everybody loves and still impact just as powerful 40 years later, whatever it is now, the, the, the 2022 type athlete. White, black, it doesn't matter. So the, 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 the color it does, makes no difference. Dion doesn't care either. He's going to recruit the best of the best, and he wants best players there. He knows how to recruit. He knows how to get guys to – he knows how to maximize the room. He put Jackson State back on the map, build a program where he has to he, – he's buying team meals and shit, spending yeah. his own money for a buck two for three years. And that's not a buck – that's like 300 grand a year. Yes. And he's giving it back to people and into the program. And if nothing else, he's getting $6 million. And not a damn one of you out there watching this is turning down $6 million to leave a smaller school that's in the FCS for the FBS school that is – that is uh, they are FCS, right? Yeah, yeah uh, Jackson State, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're an FBS. Now, I understand if you want to argue that, that Dion could have held out for a bigger – a better spot in a Power Five maybe. But Dion, I think, likes a challenge. I think he likes to fix things, and that's a good thing. Hell, I'd go coach with him. JB, I'm sure you would too. I'll tell you this though. I think it's disgraceful. First of all, save me the save me that because we didn't play in the SWAC con, in, the, in that conference or in the in an HBCU, that we're not qualified to talk about HBCU. Your ass, I'm qualified. I got yeah. one of my best friends on the staff 
who is there. I've known him for 40 some years, watched him raise and had to wipe his nose with a damn cloth. Okay. On the staff. So I think I've, I've got some skin in the game because yeah. I didn't play there yet. 90% of the people that are criticizing him didn't even go to an HBCU school. Or play football. Right. That's right. So save that shit. Number one, I thought we wanted people to elevate and to give assistance and opportunity. Now think about this. Dion's leaving. Some are going to stay. They're going to get a job and continue on there. He's going to take some with him. They're going to get a chance to elevate. He elevated. None of you were talking about Jackson State. None of us three years ago. Dion gets a job. We're talking about again now. There's a bunch of great football players in, in HBCU schools. They're all over the place. But he's brought it now where people are paying attention. The national shows are paying attention again. So he came in here. He uplifted. He, he sacrificed a lot to build it up. And now we're mad that he's leaving? Yeah. I, I don't understand that. I, I, don't, I, I don't get it. And here's another thing that bothers me. It's as if, well, once you've committed – and well, he told recruits he was going to stay. Well, shit. So did Hugh Freeze at Liberty. So did Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. So did uh, Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. They all Lincoln told Riley Notre at Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Right. That's what I said. They told their guys, and then they say, "Come with me." So save it. I, 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 to, to me, uh, you can be disappointed, disappointed, but to call him a sellout and and dog him because he's going for a better opportunity for his family. Shit, none of you guys would even be talking about Jackson State right now if Dion wouldn't have got that program back to the championships. You'd have, you'd have been living like, yeah, in the past, well, look what he's done. There's some great players, and there's been some great players there. But he's got them back winning championships, and now there's attention paid to it. Kids are taking notice. Uh, more alumni will start to jump in. So why we would want him to – I don't understand. Guys in the Pac-12 leave to the SEC – so are there people telling me the way I read this from some is it, oh, once you're a coach at HBCU, you're not allowed to leave and go to a bigger opportunity. Yeah, yeah, you are actually. Everybody's allowed. Just like if you don't have a coaching job and you want to go and, and dominate HBCU and change a program and stay there forever. There's only one Eddie Robinson that I know. He loved grambling and he was one of the, he's the best ever at it. And, and, and you could argue that he's, he's in the saving cat. He's as good a college coach we've ever had. Yeah. And Dion since then's brought as much attention as anybody. And when they say, oh, you're not swack, you left. What's he supposed to do? Really, when you get to, why are we dogging him for taking another opportunity for him to go build something else? He likes a challenge. So Let me ask I you love this. what he's done at Jack. My, my buddy who works for him on a staff freaking loves Dion. He goes, Sean, you can't imagine how much he cares about these kids. Oh, yeah. But when he took the job, did we actually think he was spending 30 years? That if, if he was successful, he's going to yeah, spend 30 exactly. years there? Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if Eddie Robinson does it in today's era either. Right. And you know what's crazy with the money and and the the transfer portal and all this stuff? I don't know why we're we're not loving people's success. I mean, look what he's done to for that program and getting good players. He's brought attention to it, and we are now heavily into paying even more attention. We should have been paying attention, and now we are. His his impact is is friggin' off the charts. Now we're going to be talking about Colorado all off season. We weren't, we hadn't talked about Colorado in 20 years. So I don't know why we're dogging a man for seeking out a better opportunity. I, I don't know why. And I'm going to tell you what, you, 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 you're a damn liar out there. If you didn't just for the money alone from a million to 6 million and a yeah. power five opportunity. He wasn't getting a million. He was getting 300,000. I'm talking about 300 a year for what? Three years or whatever. Oh, well, that's what I mean. Not a million a year, 300 grand. Yeah. And he was giving most of it away to people yeah. in the facility. Yeah. So I just I love that he's doing it. I understand the disappointment, hell. But you know what? Good coaches are supposed to get 
elevated just like hey, Scott, a system. What, what blows system. my mind, I showed this graphic on my show this morning. What blows my mind is we praise one of these families I'm about to show you, and we knock the other one because he is a good father, which we don't see enough of. Why do we praise the bottom one and fucking rip the top one? I'm confused. Um, it's very interesting to me uh, that that people really don't sit back and think about shit before they say it. And I'm just like, you know what? This well, dude's two, great two, father two, to his kids. He's two families his- that love their kids and love their dad. And we and don't not, see it enough. Not. And I'll be honest, right. I'm from Compton, man. I grew up in all, with all brothers. Like, we don't see it. And I can any one of my boys I grew up with on this fucking show right now, and he'll tell you, man, I wish I had my fucking dad like this. And that's the crazy part about it. But we, we'll, we'll fucking get on our knees for the Mannings. We'll, we'll rip apart Dion for fucking leaving and taking his kids. I, I just, it blows my mind, man. I, re- I really does. And you know what? And, and, and we should be praising the Mannings. We should be praising the Sanders. We yeah. should be praising anybody who's impacting like they are. Listen, JB, when's the last time you, I mean, I know you follow the players as I do too, but when's the last time Jackson State was at the, at the front of your mind on a regular basis? Well, when do I go to a Hooters to have wings? Because I love Hooters wings, all right? I don't mind. I don't, I don't like titties and ass. I just like the, I like the wings. Right. So that's why I go there, right? I go there because oh, of that. You liar. You love, a fat, you love a fat ass. Don't kid yourself. Yeah, I do. P-H-A-T. Yeah. P-H-A-T. Yeah, I love it. it. it two C's at the end of thick. I know. Like you ain't fooling me. I digress. I digress. But I know this. I just, I understand disappointment, man. You, you, you want, you know, I get it. The impact. But here's why. You know why they're mad? They're mad because the best thing that's happened to the coaching profession in, in HBCU football in a long time is Dion. They're bummed he's leaving, so they, some of the vitriol comes out. When we should be praising him for saying, look, you took an opportunity. Thanks for your impact. Now go see if you can do the same thing at Colorado. It, I mean, there's black and white players everywhere. There's black and white coaches everywhere. And Dion's got a chance to impact now the Pac-12 and bring more attention to the profession that needs more African-American coaches. And hey, Hooters thing because I went to Hooters and the the point of the story was I go get my wings that I love so much, um, and Jackson State games on in Hooters. There you go. You see it, like, and guess who was playing? Fucking Georgia LSU was playing, and they got Jackson State playing Southern. See, I love Dion. I love what he's impacted. I get people's they're hurt that he's leaving. But hurt and frustrated because you loved what he's done doesn't mean you shouldn't root for him to go do the same thing. And now what he's done is the next head coach at Jackson State has something to see, and maybe it's he's going to parlay it into even something bigger for that program as well. Yes, I look at it the good side. I, I, I thank you for the time you spent doing this and caring, and and caring about the kids in the school. And now go do it again at Colorado. I mean, hey, Sean, let me ask you this. coaches are allowed to leave the HBCU folks, just like they're allowed to leave yeah. the SEC for the Big Twelve. Yeah, they're allowed to do that. Hey, let me, let me, let me, let me ask you something. I, I take this show. They get this show. It's three hundred million views. It's a, a huge show. It comes to this small town called Independence, Kansas, and I turn this place around. We win a, we win the first bowl championship in school history we win the first conference in 30 years i built a locker room a weight room coaches offices meeting rooms wrapped the weight room you name it i did it do you not think the coach after when i left benefited from that and reaped the benefits of that 
Like, of course he did. Uh, fucking right, he did. And, and so what's the difference? If you build it, they shall come. And it's a pretty easy sell as a coaching staff. Whoever replaces Dion, whoever replaced me, hey, man, this is the home of last chance you. This is the home of Dion Sanders, what we did here. We put a new weight room in. We put a new locker room in. We put a new da-da-da-da. We're on TV now. And it's an easy sell, man. I mean, it is what it is. Shit, that's why I never take what I built. I, I leave it there. I never. I didn't take the bowl trophy. I didn't take the coach of the year plaques. I kept that shit with the program, and that's what I think good coaches yeah, supposed I, to do. I, I don't understand how we can. I, I just, to me, the the vitriol towards him, um, that he's a sellout. No, he's actually not. Deion Sanders put all yeah. his effort and a lot of money into. Well, why does he need six million? You don't need to make it. Don't stay out of his fucking wallet. Yeah, when no I hear shit. people say, what does Dion need more money for? I don't know how much money he has. No shit. I know if he was playing now, he'd be making about $25 million a year. <laughs> I don't know how much money he has, but I know this. Having known him and people around him, I know he loves the kids. I know he cares about getting them, getting them in school and, and winning. And he wants a new challenge. And I don't know why we're mad at that. I, hey, Sean, I'm frustrated, but I don't get why they're mad. I just don't. I'll tell, tell you this, though. While you're there. And you try to talk to people, administrators, support staff, boosters. You better enjoy it and you better understand what you have. Because when it's gone, you will fucking forget and you will you will wish you fucking hadn't. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you're remembering Deion Sanders at Jackson State for a long time. They're remembering my ass in independence right now because they're fucking shitty and struggling. And I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not being boastful or talking shit. All I'm telling you is, Dion, from what I hear, wanted X, Y, and Z. If you want me to stay, I want people to help. I want you to get this thing. Let's really blow up the swag. Let's get the HBCUs to another level. I'm you pay your assistants the right amount of money. Yeah, you got to pay that too. Right. Dion Sanders, why aren't you helping me, Shaq, LeBron, Jay-Z? All you want to talk shit after the fact, but you don't want to put no money in it right now while I'm here. Well, guess what? Fuck you. I'm going to a Power 5. I'm going to go get mine if you ain't going to help me get these kids. Hard to criticize a guy for leaving if you got a lot of money and say, well, he needs to stay there, and you're making the decision for a fellow professional, yet you're not willing to pay what it takes to keep him there, but you're going to criticize him for leaving to go get his bag. And in truth, Dion's going to get paid anywhere. He knows how to make money on commercial. Yeah. Dion knows how to make money. Yeah. It's nice to get paid for your services. And I'm sure he wants ego gets involved for all of us. But I, I just, to me, when Dion got the job, I said, if this works out, there's no way he's staying there. Unless of course they become an FBS school and they're paying on that. It's on par with the other ones. It has nothing to do with negativity. It has everything to do. He's looking for the next opportunity. And I got news for you. If he's successful, I want people in Boulder to understand one damn thing. If he's successful, and a bigger NFL team or a bigger college job comes a knocking in three years, guess what he's doing? His ass is going to a more fertile recruiting ground, and he's going to leave. Okay? He ain't staying in Colorado for the next 30 years. Get that straight. So what's the difference between Boulder and you're a head coach? Dion's not looking at it. Dion's looking like bring attention to it and win. Dion's coaching athletes, getting them to graduate, wants to lead and win. So – he ain't going to be in Boulder his whole life either if he's successful. I got You got to understand that, too. There'll be another yeah. bigger job for him unless he's winning three national titles there. Yeah. 
No question. Uh, Sean, third portion of this pre-snap read, uh, we're getting through it to some film. Appreciate everybody in here. we got 170 people in here. I appreciate all you guys. Hit the like button, subscribe. Become a member today if you're not the best $1.99 plus. Head on over to our Patreon, and you can subscribe there as well, and you can get a lot of information on Patreon. Plus, we're going to be uploading a bunch of shit, which we've been saying we're going to do, but it's just been a pro uh, process for uh, ourselves. So we're going to get down right after the holidays. Patreon will be up fully loaded full of things for you to get. Uh, Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith, I don't even want to butcher his last name, declared in Jigba. In Jigba. He declares for the 23 draft, will miss college playoff. Um, I, here it is, Sean. This is my thing on this. Uh, I got to be honest. Uh, about two years ago on my show, I came out and said, listen, when the NIL thing wants to start getting big, I said it's going to take kids and it's going to make everything irrelevant, even the college playoff. And people, I, I heard certain people say on the media, oh, no, they'll always play in the playoffs, so let's make it 12 games. And I said, I don't believe that's true. I said once, first it was bowl game, Sean. Let's set out the bowl game for the NFL. I actually did a study. 70% of those cats that sit out don't even fucking get drafted. So it's all bullshit. Uh, there is just, there's just no more. I'm in it till the end type of mentality. And then you have the new generation of folks. Some of them in the chat, I'm sure. Coach, he's got to protect himself. And da 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 da. -da. Well, goddamn, Sean, fuck me and you. We didn't have to protect ourselves. We played, I guess. So fuck us, right? Even the forefathers who paved the way for this type of kid to make all this money. He is now backing out of a BCS playoff game or a college playoff game, and I, I I don't know what I know, but I know this. I said that shit two years ago, and now it's going to start hitting, and I think Nick Saban better figure it out. 12 games ain't going to fucking change nothing. 12 playoff teams is not changing shit. If these cats are bitch-made and they want to get out of the playoff, that's what they're going to do, and right. it blows my mind, man. Okay, I, I normally I am with you 100%. I can't fathom bolting on my team with a chance to win a ring and you got a second life with SC losing and get into the playoff. Now with this kid in particular, here, here's the other side to this. Cause I am 100% with you. I actually think that if you were in the final four and healthy and they, and you were a top player and you sat and you decided you're not playing in the final, you're healthy. You've been around the whole time. Like for instance, if Marvin Harrison for the Ohio state decided he wasn't going to play, because he just did now. I think he's. I think he's got another year of eligibility. I'm not. I'm not sure. I think so. But if, if whoever it is, uh, let's say a guy like a quarterback. Let's say. Let's say that C.J. Stroud, who's up for the draft, decided, "Hey, I'm up for the Heisman. I'm going to save myself. I'm not going to play. Let the backup quarterback play." That'd be just. He'd be just a flat out bitch if you ask me. If that's the case, right? Whether it was him or Max Duggan or any of these, right? I'd be like, dude. You know, I've had it. Yeah. Yeah. To to. To, to back out on your team as a starter, the last for the final four, I, it would be a cowardice move. But with, with, with this kid here, here's the difference now. And I am with you. He's played one game this year. If you remember last year for the other bowl game, two of his guys sat out. Um, well, what's the kid in uh, New Orleans? Uh, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Olave. Wilson, one of them. He's at the Jets, right? Olave. Wilson and Alave. Yeah. Remember, they both set out, and, and, and Jigba caught like 800 passes for 200 or 300 yeah. yards in the game and went haywire. Yeah. 
Now, he's tried to play. The only thing with him is it's been his hammy, I think, all year. He's been on the field one time. He's tried to come back minimum of one time, maybe two, and he hasn't been able to come back. Now, the question asked is, will he be pronounced 100% fit and healthy for the playoff game come December 31st? If it's just going to linger and not be there and he can't play, I really can't blame him for saying there's no reason I'm not going to see the field anyway. Yet, if I was him, I'd like to stand on the sidelines and get my my ring and support the fellas. Hopefully, he still gets to do that. I don't know what that rule is, but hopefully he does. I'm assuming if he was 100% healthy and had played the whole year, I'm right with you. I'd say he just doesn't get it. What a coward move. But for this kid who's tried and he's been unhealthy, he came back and then played like in the first quarter and they took him off again. He has seen the field of minimal. He hadn't been on the field this year. So if his hamstring's not going to be healthy between now and the 31st and he can't practice, I get why this is his approach. I get. But if he was 100% healthy and backed out on his team for a playoff, I'd say what a bitch-ass move. But I don't think that's the case here because I think the injury is still lingering because we've seen him one time on the field this year, and he was supposed to be a top three receiver in college football this year. One time. Notice that picture, though. He had the fucking weed symbol on his jacket. Yeah. Um, so maybe he needs to smoke it to get healthy. I don't know. But you're right, though, JB, with the 12 teams. The 12 teams, you're right. It's not going to change if a guy wants to sit out. No. But but I think no, – Here's my thing, though. I got this this take on it, though, because I don't trust any of these kids. I don't trust any of them. And, and I always love them the same as if I trusted all of them. That's the cold part that people don't want to talk about it. That's the coach's job. We took the job to love the kids, to push them – to get him a scholarship, to move him onto the NFL, to do everything we could, knowing that they will lie to you, they will fuck you at the end of the day, and they are going to connive, cheat, and steal. That's what it is. Trust me, I know. And you still have to go to work every day trying to help that kid. That is the cold part of this profession. And if you're not fully invested in this thing, you should never coach. Just a little message for the coaches out there. Now, having said that, there is such a thing called excuses for excuses. And I'm seeing the chat and they're saying, hey, he's not missing because of the, he's missing because he's hurt. Well, are you a fucking doctor? Do you know he's hurt? Because I don't know. And I know Zach Smith is very in tune with Ohio State. And he said this morning on my show live that the kid is fully healthy and he is going to play. And then two hours later, the kid comes out and makes this fucking Twitter message that everyone wants to see this pretty ass graphic and says, I'm going to bow out of this thing and focus on the NFL. So I got a problem. If, if that, if he is 100% healthy, which he hasn't been all year, or at least apparently not being on the field, they've been telling us he's not hundred percent healthy. He hasn't played, but the one time if he's hurt, I understand if it's true that he's healthy and should be playing but decided, nah, I don't think I want to do that. I'm going to wait. I, 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 that bothers me. So, I, And when you get inside information, that part bothers me. Not, not the coach got it, and it is dialed into the program. But I don't need I, – I wish – I don't even want to hear that a guy's healthy and do it. But if that's the facts, JB, they, they yeah, have so to ride I, with you. Know, it, it bothers me, man. Yeah. If you're not playing for your teammates. Here, you know, uh, you know the, the guy from Michigan blew his knee out in the Rose Bowl and – well, fuck, dude, I blew my knee out walking my dog. I'm tired of hearing that shit. So nobody gave a fuck about us when we played then, right? When we were still striving to go to the NFL. We played in those games. And guess what? People get fucking hurt in this game. Sorry. 
That is what it is. This game is a is a fucking collision sport. It's not a it's not a contact sport. Basketball is a fucking contact sport. This is a collision sport. People get injured very badly. They even die. Sorry. Unfortunately, Sean knows a person that's went through it and had a great friend in his junior sale. There's been people that have died, unfortunately. You know what? We signed up for this shit. So I don't understand how we can pick and choose when to play and when not to. If we are all in, we are all in. But that is just the difference in the generational gaps that we have, like this guy here, Riley, who wants to say uh, my 30-year-old rants. Well, because you're fucking pussy. That is why my 30-year-old rants don't resonate with you, because you're a pussy. And that's just what it is. So uh, moving on, Sean, uh, we agree. Hopefully, if he is injured, obviously he's not playing. But I was I hear otherwise. But uh, it is what it is now. But we're going to start seeing this, Sean. And when are you? How are you going to know if it's real or not, Sean? Like, how are we going to know next year when when two players at Alabama's opt out of the of the playoff, or two kids at Clemson, and then the next year it's six kids, and no one that we want to see are in the fucking playoff games? Like, I'll just say this, and I'm with you. I, like I said, with him, he's been hurt all year. If he's not hurt, then shame on him for not playing, right? I, I, I believe if he's hurt, I get it 100. percent But I can tell you this. I think, let's say the scenario you said, two players from another school decide to opt out of a Final Four next year and they're 100% healthy, that, that, that's a DNA problem. That's a bad teammate. If you're healthy and you're playing, I understand if it's the, you don't want to play in El Paso for that bowl game and you're going to be a first-round pick. And the coach has said you're a 6-5 and five team six and six. We're going to play the backup. Stay healthy. You're only going to get eight carries anyway, or two carries. You don't need to suit up. Okay. I think, I think that happened to McCaffrey when he was at Stanford. I don't think he played that game. David Shaw, they worked it out and just went on. Okay. I get that if that's the case, but for a national title, the reason you went there, I know some guys go to play pro, but you can't get to the pros until you do something in college. I can't even fathom an opportunity that if you're healthy, that you wouldn't want to be there with your teammates in a final four. I, I can't, I just can't fathom it. Now, if you're hurt, I get it. And if, uh, if, if he's hurt and like he has been all year and it's, and he's truly going to be hurt on the 31st, then, then he should not play and get ready. He should get ready for the NFL draft, but he's not hurt. And your teammates know it. Ugh, I didn't sit well with me, but if he is hurt, I get it. But I, I don't know. It's not going to be the last time it happens. And you're right. If a guy has 10 and I to say my arm hurts, I can't go. My hamstring hurts. There's some things you can't test for. And some guys just can tell you they're hurt when they're not. And injured and hurt are two different things we said. So it, it bothers me if you're healthy and not playing. If you're hurt, I get it. If you're healthy, I think it's a coward move if you're healthy and leave your kids behind, your teammates behind uh, yeah. in, in a final four with a chance to win the, win the whole, to win the chip. And you know, like why, you know why I have some uh, belief in what Dion does? Because I think he had, I have a lot what he has in him. Uh, we get people to buy what we sell. And it's a full-on testament as to when you leave a program, the way you leave it. Yep. You've left it, and people found out on social media because you don't have the nuts to tell your guys face-to-face this is what it is. Because you don't have the relationship with those guys to sit up there like Dion did and tell his Jackson State team, we're going to go out here and whip this ass, but I am taking a new job, and I love you all. And that's what I had to do. And you know what? They won their last game. You know what happened to Hugh Freeze? 
They got beat 49-14 in New Mexico State because those guys didn't want to play for that guy. You know what happened at Coastal Carolina? They got their fucking asses mollywopped because the head coach took the job at Liberty, and they found out through social media before he told them, I have a kid at Coastal Carolina. So I'm trying to figure out if people realize that the real recognizes real and the way Dion handled it, it was no shadiness. There was no conniving behind the door thing. Dion told him straight up, we still went out there and whipped that ass because this is what we built together. Hug, cry, bleed, sweat, do it together in that room. And you know what? We might have to hug everybody and cry together. So be it. But you know what? They went out, they whipped that ass, they got the championship, and Dion left with some integrity. Yeah, I was talking to a buddy of mine, N.D. Kalu. You remember that name in the league? Yeah. Great from Rice. He hosts the show on, my, on, on Sports Talk 790 after my show. And one of the classiest, best humans. His kid's a big-time recruit. And he's one of the best dudes on the planet, and he gets it. And we were, I was leaving the studio, and ND was walking in, and we were talking about Dion briefly before his show started. He goes, he goes, no, I don't blame him. He goes, isn't the – and I have say this all the time, and he's, he and I are on the exact same page, same church, same church view as you are. He goes, isn't the goal – Why I don't know why they're mad at Dion. He said, isn't the goal to leave something and some people in situations better than you found it? And he did it. And he did it staring him in the face without, without leaving a notice on their locker like friggin' Petrino did at the Atlanta Falcons to go and take a job at Arkansas. So, hey, Bruce Helms in here, he's an idiot, and he just likes to talk, Sean, by the way. But he said that uh, the guy left Coastal because Liberty plays at a higher level than FCS. But, if, but Dion is an asshole for leaving to go to a Power Five? You listen. realize you're a fucking idiot, right? You you make no fucking sense. You understand that, Bruce Helms? Um, so anyway. uh, okay, so he left, and he's going to another program. It's the same Dion, thing. Dion left, and he's going to another program. I, I, and, I, 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 what's the and deal? Dion's going to a fucking Power Five school. Liberty's not. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hey, Sean. This segment, by the way, for everyone out there, just so you know, we don't script it. We we actually just we segment it, but we really don't script it. So. I just want everyone to know we're one hour in here. We're almost at 200 people live. And this segment called pre-snap read is supposed to be 20 minutes. We're out. We got to get rolling, bitch. We got things to do. Because Sean don't fuck around. We just sit here and talk. Because Sean does 26 shows a day. He's used to this. So (laughs) I got to figure it out. Uh, uh, The last part of this segment, before we show some film, I appreciate everybody getting here, man. You you guys are the greatest. Uh, Even Bruce Helms, bitch ass. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, hurt or injured, whatever it is, we don't know. When will we realize this style will not win a Super Bowl, Sean? Or do you think he can? I don't. The style of play, he can't continue to take these hits. If that's what you're asking me, and we yeah. don't know how serious it is, Sean. I'm scared that they're not letting everyone know. I think he's fucking hurt. Yeah, and and you know, you think he's injured. You don't think he's hurt. He's you think he's injured, yeah. right? Um, listen, the style of play can be successful. You're not saying – here's what guys see you're listening. JB's not saying you can't have success doing what they're doing. They've already proven that. He's an MVP. The style of play he's talking about for Josh Allen he continues to run this, Kyler Murray, uh, the, 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 the guys who take too many hits. They just take too many hits. And the style of play where you're not winning from the pocket. Let, let me tell you, I want you to think for one second now, JB. You know this. I want you to tell me a quarterback in the last four decades 
that's won a Super Bowl that is a read option, run first guy, pass second, that doesn't beat you from the pocket. I, I'm not saying Lamar can't. I'm talking about on a consistent basis. And I, I don't I don't like getting him out on the edge 25 times a game where he's taking all those hits. The only one close was in Seattle, Russ Wilson, but he still was throwing for the pocket, running off play action, naked yes. boot, and getting on the edge. He extended plays with his right, feet. Right, right. Not... They weren't designed. Yes. Exactly. Oh, and Steve, Steve Young was not a good Steve Young won a Super Bowl. He threw five touchdowns from the pocket. Steve when Young was one of the – And he won. Steve Young was one of the great pocket passers we've ever had. Accurate. He, Steve Young could extend plays, but like Monta, they threw from the pocket, the hula hoop in the pocket. Yes. You can't Kurt Warner, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Well, Mahomes extends. Yes, he extends. But how many designed runs do they have for Patrick Mahomes? They don't have three a game. No. Now, I don't want to coach that out of them, but there's got to be another way to massage that so you start to work it. Instead of work outside in as an offense, you got to work inside out as a quarterback. Until you listen, we're going to have guys that are going to make spectacular plays and do all those great things. Last year's MV, last year's Super Bowl champion, Stafford ain't extending many plays once in a while. If he has to, he's beating you from there and then extend plays on play action, naked boot, uh, some RPO, all those things. But guys, it's yet to be. we, We haven't had, we've had great success at it, but we haven't had anybody who's a designed run guy first, throw second win a Super Bowl yet. We haven't had it. I know. And that's well, just, that's, that's just cool. evidence. That's not saying they can't. Yeah. That's just evidence saying they cannot do it. That's just evidence that they haven't done it yet. Now, does that's that mean that? That's yeah. all we're saying. I haven't seen it. That's exactly right. And Mahomes, uh, Mahomes is a throw from the pocket guy first. Okay. He just makes a lot of shit off schedule. We're headed to first down. First down segment of this show. Um, we're going to break down some Joe Burrow, and I want we got a few requests, Sean, from a few college coaches that actually watch the show. They were like, Coach, can you just break down a few particular plays, kind of go into one complete play and break it down as to why Burrow is special and, and then debate him and then debate Mahomes when you show Mahomes, kind of break him down. And, and we'll show a few plays, but we'll, we'll, we'll got to go full totality from protection to pre- and post-snap read to his feet work to his platform delivery mechanics and what he's looking at um, from one, two, to three, and then what gets cloudy does he get off of it and get to what's open. Uh, we can break that down for you. Also, um, who do we think's better? I'm a Joe Burrow guy. I said it two years ago. By the way, he's 3-0 and versus Mahomes, I think, in the last three games. Uh, all, only- in, all in 2022 as well. Three straight yeah, this and, year. And only him and, only him and Brady are undefeated versus the guy, I think. Right. So – uh, I'm a Burrow guy, Coach. I think he has the it factor. I think he's Tom Brady. Well, wait, wait a minute. Didn't Brady get beat by Mahomes once? Didn't Mahomes get Brady once? This year. He did? In the and regular season. Oh, okay. You're talking about post. Okay, there you go. All right. Mahomes' two playoff losses are to Brady. Okay. Uh, and now and then Burrow last year. Um, can't wait to show this. We're going to break down a little Burrow. We don't have any uh, – we don't show the actual, you know – uh, we just show what we have on him. We don't actually show any particular plays. We actually just get the plays and show it. We got Burrow film, NFL films, and we love it. And we got the all 22 and uh, can't wait to show you first down uh, against the Ravens here. Uh, we're in empty right out the gate to start with. Uh, and uh, 
This is some now, so Sean. Make, do you like full screen or you like this look? I like full. I like the high angle, but you can go full screen. You can take my ass off the picture if you want. I don't care. Like this. The more, the more yeah, the more you I like can this get. Better, it. Like this? Yeah, that's fine. I, I the more I can get of the 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 big numbers and stuff, that'd be great. Okay, so go back. Okay, this is against Baltimore, right? What's this yeah, last Baltimore. week? Last week? Uh, no. Uh, game one. Okay. I mean, so game they, one they played this year a couple weeks okay. ago. Four man front looked like cover four possibly. This was last year. Got hurt, I think. So no. we're just breaking down. Look at his look at his delivery. Gets the ball out quick. No wasted motion. We kind of talked about him before. Uh, he kind of gets the ball out. Uh, we're throwing so much laterally now, Sean. We saw Matt Ryan yesterday, uh, Parsons or, or whatever his name is for the Cowboys. He batted down like three balls, almost picked them off. We're not blocking the DN in these schematics, right? We're not blocking the DN. We expect the quarterback to get the ball out right now because we're not blocking defensive end. So this defensive end is in our throwing lane more often than not. We're getting a lot of balls batted, and I can't stand it, Sean. I, I understand quick screens and shit. But let's run the old school slam screen where this guy can retreat a little bit and throw the fucking ball here. We're throwing these balls so quick, which I like, but this is stress for the ty- for the quarterbacks throwing. The- like this guy is in his, he's damn near in his lane already. Yeah, for me, um, I, I almost want to treat this JB like we do old school hitch where, uh, listen, the threat of a back yeah, cut. Quick yeah, the threat of a yes. back cut and that guy will get his hands down. Just the threat of cutting him. Let's jump him. in. Let's with the tackle, right? Let's fucking right. jump his ass with a tackle and run PAT block. Get his hands down. And if he puts his hands up, you punch him in the solar plexus with the friggin' with the fist as a lineman. Ain't going to call it. You keep him inside. You keep that guy's hey, hands down. It's crazy. Hey, Sean, we used to have – our quick game protection was basically fucking PAT block. Right. And – in our quick game, we're squeezing that bitch. We're either a hi-hat and cut you so you get a different look so you don't know if it's five-step or three-step, or we're just going to cut your ass from the jump like quick protection, right, like a like our, our, our slide protection. We're going to full slide it, jump your ass to keep your hands out of the passing lane. Right. We'll cut your knee out so you have to worry about that so your hands will stay down, yep. or we're going to put a back on your ass and cut you. But this shit right here, um, I'm going to be honest, Sean. The left tackle getting downfield before fucking Jamar Chase catches this screen is not happening. So let's just block the fucking DN. I don't like a free runner. I, 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 and then the guy's chasing you down and makes the fucking play. Yes, the guy you didn't block or cut makes the play from behind. That's exactly right. That's exactly uh, right. The Saints are up 7-3, to three, if anyone's wondering. Um, yeah, it's just... But anyway, mechanically speaking, Coach Burrow's got the it factor. Look at him. He's getting the ball out quick. He doesn't think about it, doesn't hesitate. He gets a free eight, nine, ten-yard gain on first down. Um, I love his I, I just his urgency and no wasted motion, and he's tall and quiet with the upper body and, and very, very active and, and explosive with the lower. See how quickly he flips his hips again? Now, yeah. I, I would like to, like we saw yesterday in the Kansas City game, the dig route that he threw on on third and like 14 or 17 to secure the game. I need yes. to see more of those. I like the vertical push here uh, when he's, when he's, when they're mixing vertical push, I don't think you can constantly throw horizontal routes. Now this is just two plays and they are one of the best offenses in the league. So we saw yesterday, they will challenge you vertically. We just haven't yes. seen it in the first couple plays here. 
Yes. Um, here we go. A little 11 personnel reduction to the boundary here. Running a little three-man game. Uh, I don't like his feet here. I think we showed this last week a little bit when we watched Burrow. I don't like his feet. I want to reset his feet. I want him to hop on his toes and get on his reset right there and make a more accurate throw, just mechanically speak. Well, he's fortunate that he's got, uh, he's got great I know all out talent. there to him and all that. Yeah. But he's got we don't like that as a coach because later on it might bite you in the ass, right? Yep, he's got great arm talent. As we said, why, when he, he, he wants to come inside with a little stick route, and then he, he doesn't flip his hips, and he's good enough to get it out there, and they make a play. But look how wide he gets, as we talked about last time. And he's, like I said, he's just talented, but I'd like it a little more accurate on his upfield shoulder, or should I say in the flat on his left shoulder so he could turn and turn it up the field instead of making the back yeah. stop in the flat. Yep, same with me. Uh, we want to throw them open and, and out leverage them, right? We want to make leverage throws. Uh, let's go skip a little bit. We've seen this a few times. Let's skip through a few plays. Um, here we go, third down. Uh, we're moving Chase back to the backfield. Now we're in a little 21 personnel look. Uh, we're actually in 11, but just handoff. Uh, let's get this, to another uh, third, third and 12 is, here. This guy is as calm and cool in the pocket as we have in the league right now. No question. Um, took a sack there. I don't want to see him do that, Sean. I want to see him get the football out right here. If you don't like it, check it to your back. Uh, you got to know where your back is. I like his pocket presence and his nuts and guts, though. Like we like to see, we like to we like to climb the pocket here. Uh, you know, I think his best option is to climb because he has a looper here. So if he does escape, he's not he's not. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, he's not out running that looper. That looper's pilling for the back. If you guys don't know, he is actually pilling for the back because they don't have a defender for the back. There's the running back's guy at 20 yards away. So Burrow has to know this and just check it down to him, right, Sean? Yes, and the second option, go back to – we'll look at the end zone camera, uh, the end zone feed on this one, JB. You're 100% right. Also, if he – watch the – stop right there, freeze it. Look, look at the inside linebacker. Freeze it right now. The, circle that inside linebacker, please, to the left. Other way. Other one. That guy right there. Um, now watch when I, I think it's going to be him that runs underneath it. I have to double check. And it may be the outside coverage. I'm not sure what he does. The outer, the, the, the nickel or dime or whoever that is, the outside linebacker. But watch, watch Burrow if he's going there. The second you see those guys retreat to the hole, he's got that route to the left coming in and sitting down in his vision. Watch where his head goes. And let's see how – watch the depth. See how they run? Depth right now. Flip your hips and hit the, 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 the guy underneath. Yes, right now. You can't get the he ball. Right. Coach, he got you out. can't get him. Right. Now we're seeing it. Right. right. I don't have a replacement, Sean. I don't have any – I don't have any inside breaking route in here, so guess what? There's my route. That's right. And then go back to the high angle real quick, JB. Real quick to the high angle, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. See how he's here and he's looking. He sees the depth of the underneath coverage. Sees the depth of the underneath coverage. Now watch this. If he sees that right now, he doesn't need to hold on to it because you're not going to stick it in there. Watch what he gets when he gets this little route sit down. Just throw it to him right there, right here at the 34-yard line. If your head's over here, you had him once you knew they were getting depth, the guy at the 39, at the 41-yard line, you throw it to him. But in truth, since he doesn't have to, maybe doesn't feel like he has time to flip his hips, he should have the second the linebacker's got depth, Throw it to the right, to, to the check down on the right, and give me a positive play, even if it's four or five yards. That's where yeah, it's got to go. Take can't take that back. Nope. No. Because right now, when you catch, after you catch and eyeball the coverage, 
you know that they're running underneath it. Get rid of the ball now. Don't take that sack. No Empty. question. No question. Um, Design quarterback. Now, see, that's how you can win. Get down. Get your ass down. I don't, you're no good to me on the sidelines. We ain't going to the Super Bowl with you not playing. Yep. And I'm not running that play with him anyway. I'll tell you right now. I ain't running quarterback draw with his ass. Uh, At the three yard line empty, I might, but not here. And he can slide into the end zone if the coverage tells me in there, man, motion up. Yeah. Going in, right? Yep. Going in. Yeah. I'm not doing it going out. He ain't going to fucking go 90, coach. (laughs) Nope. Give it to Joe Mixon or Samaji P. Ryan. Let them do the work. That's why they got a 20 and 30 number on their back. Let them. Oh, shit. Uh, they're trying to run a little rope concept with the back here. The DN, again, they're, they're doing a lot of peeling because of the coverage. Uh, actually, this linebacker right here has been a, been on my show, um, Patrick Queen, a great linebacker for the Ravens. He's been on my Boy, show he sure here. Uh, does a great job. He's coming over the top, but the defensive end is pulling for it, and Burrow sees it, and he actually sees this window right here. He's trying to fit it in here. Uh, Jamar Chase gets held up a little. Got to be a penalty, um, doesn't it? Did he, it's got to be a penalty. Didn't he but, grab his jersey? Didn't he throw? Did you? T- didn't he yeah, grab I'm not jersey? sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, Sean, I don't know what they got going schematically. What Zach was calling here, the three man route here. That this is the three man concept over here. He's got a two man game here. So I can see them running this. I can understand it. I, me and you, we 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 get it. I, I would. I, I like I what Burrow's doing better, here in the I got, I got better numbers to the top, though. I, I know. Got, I got better numbers to the top, but I, I see. I understand what he's doing. I understand I what he's doing. I don't think they got a flag, did they? Good gracious, got away with that one. And if he sticks it in there, you know, may make a guy miss. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. Um, Patrick Queen there. We get the tight copy. So, yeah, I see they pilled the D end on him, and I think it caught him by surprise, yep. which is a good scheme into the boundary. A uh, little fire zone, dog zone, fire zone, whatever you guys want to call it. Um, Pressure. Here we go. They got some protection here. They brought. They know on third down they're going to bring the house. He steps up, makes a – they're playing coverage on him, Sean. But what Burrow's learning as a young guy, he's not young, by the way. He's 25 years old, so he's older in our in our world of quarterback play. But he is young when it comes to playing in the NFL, two real full seasons. Um, he's doing what Tom Brady did in in year five. He's taking what they give you. We're not trying to force this. We're not trying to fit this fucking thing in here and get picked off by this guy or this guy. We're trying. We're just gonna live to fight another down. It's third down. I know we want to get greedy and chunk one in here. He's got a great arm. He can do it. But at the same time, we're not gonna throw a pick six down here. Let's live to fight another day, which we just don't see by a lot of guys in the NFL right now playing the quarterback position. That's yeah, why I like back. Burrow. Now look at this pre-snap. Look at this. Yeah, it looks like if you're looking at coverage, you say, okay, maybe it's not pressure. But right now, you young quarterbacks, you look and you say, ooh pressure they're going to bring somebody are they going to drop a couple guys so freeze it right there now a lot of pan, the pre-snap panic if you understand your protections and you're using your eyes you'll be fine and watch how calm burrow is on the snap you know right now it looks like oh they pressure but the secondary the secondary's telling you the secondary's telling you and that, that they're going to they're going to bring some and drop I think they end up bringing four, maybe five, and drop the rest. It looks like pressure, right, folks? 
Okay. You think, well, they got more coming than we can block. Well, somebody's got to account for the back. You already see an underneath linebacker retreating. Now watch how poised Burrow is without panicking on the snap and Sean, of the ball. They already have protection accounted for. They got the tight end right. right. In. They got the running back in. We got seven in here. Right. That's what I'm saying. And if the back does get out, then if it was a free release and somebody's either got to cover him because there's nobody there, he's going to run forever. Right. So somebody would come down to have to cover him. If 99 wanted to peel, he could, then you're still protected is the point that we're both making one, two, three, four, two guys pop out. Now watch him. He knows it. Just sit right there. A little swing route. No big deal. Hang right there in that little pocket, throw it to throw a little swing route and we'll punt it and we'll, we'll, we'll play another down. But my point is, is it JB, you see it all the time. Oh my gosh. They're not paying attention. They automatically think it's pressure. How are we going to block this? Well, you got seven to block them. That's why. You got five. You got a tight end six, a back seven to block them. And now you got extra free guys to block them because they 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 pulled out of the you know the little A gap fake blitz and ran underneath coverage. That's why you got to know coverage and protection pre and post snap. No doubt. No question. Um Little handoff. I don't like to still look, but the reason he's still there, Sean, is because they run RPO off it. So he's right. not in the pocket because he's still because they run RPO action. So, you know, that's the same right there. Where he gives a little arm action here. So it's always a good thing. Be an actor. I tell quarterbacks all the time, be an actor. Uh, he does a good job at this. Um, one more play. We'll move to Patrick Mahomes real quick, and then we'll end the show. We'll get to uh, you guys go watch your Monday Night Football. I appreciate everybody joining us. If you're not a member, become one. It's the best dollar ninety nine you can spend, uh, especially going over to our Patreon. Uh, Takes to Mike Backer uh, from delayed Mike Backer. That is an old line mistake right there. We take three to the side there. We take a three man slide. I don't know why we're jumping out here. We're in a diamond look here. They peeled one off. So it's either a full slide. You got a full slide this, Sean, in my protection world. In my yep. world, uh, we have a bare look here. We got we got five, we got a six-man box. We don't know who's coming. So guess what? We're gonna protect fucking inside. So we're gonna slide this bitch all the way across. We'll put the back off the edge and we'll secure that shit right there. And I just can't have a free runner running at the QB and A gap or B gap. Yep. Especially when it's only four guys rushing, JB. That's you know, what I'm saying. Four. Since we don't you know, know how many are going to rush because of the diamond, look, let's slide it, coach. Let's just slide, slide it, it and slide it be secure. Safest protection there is. Next, not not not, not name max protection. No doubt about yes, it. Yes, sir. No doubt. Uh, another sack. He takes more sacks than anybody. Uh, that is one thing he does, and that's why it's amazing to see what he's doing. I mean. And they're eight and four again, sitting there looking like another Super Bowl contending year for them. Uh, it's it's amazing job what they're doing. So almost um, eerily similar the way they're getting hot. They always seem to turn it on right around now. JB, nice yeah, man. smart play. This is a great play on long yarded situation. Again, you got no shot to get it in down the field. Smart, and you almost get the first down. Yes, I wish I wish every young quarterback knew that. You don't have to be a hero on every throw. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's part of what makes this guy special is he's willing to do that. He doesn't think he can spit him in. And then when he needs to, like yesterday in the game to secure a game, he pumps a dig route right in there into the size of a coffee can. And there you go. Yes. Yes. Uh, one more play and we'll get out to, we'll get to Patrick Mahomes. 
And then we'll make, and then we'll give our debate on what we think we like better. We'll kind of just grade these guys through here. Um, you know, passing play. Um, I, I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm on the side of Joe Burrow. Uh, we'll, we're going to get Sean's take here in a second. He likes Mahomes. Uh, he thinks Mahomes is playing as well as anyone. Uh, I think Burrow's a guy that has that it factor that you just can't teach, and. And then the stuff that you do teach, I think he does uh, even better than Mahomes does. Um, get that guy the ball, too. It helps. Yeah. Have a number one on your team ain't bad. Pretty good idea. <laughs> um, Pretty good idea. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me see. I got this. Uh, I got Mahomes pulled up already, so we're ahead of the game here, Sean. Let's go yeah, right into Mahomes. Are we going to go? Is this the same Mahomes we've seen? Where he was just checking the ball down, or we got any stuff down? What, what, what is this the one we saw last week? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go through it here real quick, and I'm gonna get just. To- I'm just wondering. I can't remember if it was. I think it was the Raiders, where he was. I'll be able to tell you after a play or two. Yeah, I'm gonna move all all the way into the second quarter, which we haven't okay, seen. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. Um. You know, let me give Here you my go. overall. personnel train up, yep. motion, yep. Hardman to the backfield. Andy Reid does so many good, tricky things with guys in motion. They motion more than any other team, I believe. Them and uh, and the Bengals both do a lot of pre-snap motions. Um, well, right now he knows more than likely it's man coverage. Let's look at mechanics. Throwing a- Cut out on What would you say, there? John? Oh, okay. Yeah, you just cut out. Yeah, you I hear said me? That, uh, I got you. You got okay, me? Got you. Let me let it get okay. back. Sometimes when I show the film and we're talking, for some reason it cuts out. I got to get a damn new, I got to get a bigger internet. I'm up in the middle of the sticks, man. And I'm like, damn, I can't get new fucking 2022 fucking internet. Jesus Christ. That'd be nice. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay. I was going to say, is I, here's what I think. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you saying? No, you were going to ask a question. Go ahead and ask it. I was going to say, what? so we saw Burrow throw some quick games to his left and his right, some now smoke screens. Let's watch Mahomes do it and just give an evaluation on what you think, mechanically speaking, him and Burrow. Listen, if you're looking for mechanics, Mahomes isn't your guy. Mahomes is not, when you talk about perfect mechanics yeah, he's in the right. pocket. Look, look at yeah. his body. Yeah, he's not. He's not going to be your guy. Don't don't. If you're saying, well, I want to go and say, well, who's got the? And that's not a knock on Mahomes. It's just even more of a how special he is. He's a Texas Tech throw it far off schedule sidearm. He's going to give you more arm angles than anybody in the league because they throw shovel passes, underhand, uh, you know, like underhand flips to him. They throw swing routes on a, fa- a motion one way, return motion. They're going to do it all, and then he can throw it a country mile. He can throw it through a car wash without getting it wet, and he can actually hit the car wash too. I mean, all these things. If you're looking at mechanics, study Burrow more than Mahomes. If you're looking at off schedule, how to do crazy shit and that you practice, which they do practice it during practice, then Mahomes is your guy. If you're looking at a guy who I think is better purely when it's a, if I said pocket passer, the two names that come to my mind are Brady Burrow. When I say, can beat you from the pocket on a regular basis. And it may not look the, he may have one hand off the ball and be slinging it sidearm from the pocket. But if you say, Sean, the combination of extend play, throw off schedule and off platform 
and then from the pocket, I'll take Mahomes. If you said you're not allowed to leave the pocket and you got to choose one of the two for the next five years, I'm taking Burrow if they had to play in the hula hoop in the pocket. So I think Mahomes can do more because all the different shit that he does. I think I think Burrow's more pocket mechanically sound that if he can stand there and deliver it, he'll match Mahomes throw for throw. Let me ask you this. Uh, if you're coaching the, 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 the 12-year-old kid in, in Houston, Texas tomorrow, are you coaching him to be Burrow or Mahomes? Because Burrow, Burrow and Brady would be the first two mechanics I go to. No doubt about it. Because tell the novice fan, Sean, there ain't a lot of fucking creatures like Mahomes walking around well, that can do this shit. So right. it's not just the and it's and it has a coach that lets him and yeah. personnel that it fits. Everything, it's the perfect storm in Kansas City. You're right. Now, listen, guys, if you can go and find me an alien on Uranus, okay, you ever been to that planet? Okay. <laughs> You can go find one on Saturn, or you can go find one on Mars, or you can go find – Mahomes a friggin' alien talent. Does you can shit. find one on my anus, too, if yeah, you want to – There you go. But I prefer your anus, not your anus, okay? Anyway, hey, the Uranus jokes never get old, by the way, just like the D's nuts jokes. You know what I'm saying? Mahomes is an alien talent. He does shit that no dude has ever come. Elway was doing some of this. Earlier in his career, John's arm was overwhelmingly strong. Mahomes just does it more off schedule and sidearm than John did. So, yeah. and, and Marino's more like like Burrow and Brady throwing for the pocket and uh, on time and getting the. I think Burrow and Brady get the ball out quicker than anybody in the league from the time it comes out to the time it's delivered. But yes, you're going to teach the young guy more Burrow because Mahomes' skill set is a lot of that's DNA. You ain't teaching that shit. Now I'll have drills. I can tell you, I've had a few drills now. Bad, bad, bad off schedule drills where we'll go 15, 20 minutes where we're going to throw running to your right with a guy working the back of the end zone. You can't square your shoulders, throw it side. I'm going to make me a play. I'll have those drills too. But Mahomes, he Mahomes makes the uncommon play look common. Bur- Burrow and Brady make the common play look make the common play all the time. Yes. And it looks on and it's uncommon to make it all the time because the truth yes. is if you're a great player, you make the simple play far more than you do the big play. Yeah, and it's uncommon right. to see us now That's check exactly it out. That's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. Exactly. Um, here we go. Here, you know, his feet are always on the move because I just think he's always they're always running something. Like his drop has no there is no mechanics to this drop. He's way in the no. bucket. We don't like to step in the bucket, coaches. He's fucking way in the bucket. He ends up way behind the left Rifton. guard here. Yeah, we kind of want to. Yeah, I, I believe, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. I believe watching him in games that when they calls a play that he's really not, he'll get the ball and kind of throw it when he's when he decides to throw it. I, I don't think, and now in the quick game, get it out. But on those long ones, remember the, Super, remember, his, remember the Super Bowl when he hit Tyreek Hill, his first, his Super Bowl win, when he took yes. a nine-step drop? Yes. He took a nine-step drop yes. and 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 he, he ran the. He looked like he was running the deep over, and he went to the corner. You know the one I'm talking about? It's like fuck. The dude dropped 15 yes. yards and off balance. It throws yes. it. It's a, it's an alien. Now you know who I saw that do it two weeks ago. Josh Allen threw a deep a, a, a deep uh, a sail route to his left. Yeah. There was no there yeah. was no rhyme or reason. He backpedaled a, a nine-stepper. Yeah. There was no pressure and threw it. So these yep. guys aren't, and they, I don't even know what protection you'd be due because he's sitting on the left guard when he's supposed to be sitting his ass over the center, and his feet yes. are always moving. Like you said, he's never just planted. 
But watch what he does. It and look matter. how wide he is. Yes, it doesn't matter. That's why we can't teach this because most yes. normal human beings can't do this. Yes. 99% of the world or more, matter of fact, more than that, can't do this. Watch yes. this. Hey, what are you doing? There's no pressure. Drift into trouble. Come back out of it and make a perfect throw for a touchdown low to protect the guy. I mean, are you kidding me? The guy's a friggin' freak show. Yeah. And, just, and, and how, do you, how do you tell him not to do it? If you're his coach, you, you don't coach it out of him. We're no, past he, that point now. He, he, that's who he is. Yeah. He just does it. Watch. Never set your feet. Never. Boom. Put your foot. Bam. The guy's a, the guy's a, the guy's a nightmare for defenses. And then when it comes out of his hand, it gets there before you the blink of an eye. Sheesh. Like his feet never get set. His back foot's behind him. He gets a reset. He actually gets his front foot look back out. reset. And then, but look also. Look, how, look, look, he's so, stepping to his left, you know, dropping out of arm slot, and hits the throw. I mean, the guy's unreal, man. Yeah. <laughs> Coaches, don't ask. Here we kids, go. Don't have your 12-year-old study this. You study this for fun and one say, hand oh, that's on the ball, son. One oh, hand yeah. on the ball. Oh, yeah. One ball hand on the powder. ball is fucking tongue coming out, hanging out. Oh, yeah. He's got his mouthpiece half in and half out of his Accurate. mouth. Accurate. Sure. Yeah, and touchdown. So, coaches, show them the Joe Burrow mechanics. Show them the results that you like, too, with Mahomes if you just want to say, here's how you do it if you're an alien. Okay, cool. The guy's just here, here's he another just, quick throw compared here. Gets the ball defensive end. At least they blocked the end. Well, gets Andy it out. Boom. Andy's wise. Yeah. Ten Phenomenal, man. Boom. Get it out over Max Crosby. Um let's I see. Love right. This is a this little two-minute drill here, so we're going to see it to the half, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, they bumped Schuster down. 12 seconds left in the half. You know he beat Buffalo this way, so it's not. Look at that shit. Throws he it, missed it. Yeah, across his body, running on a fucking. And sidearm in this. Yeah, and almost makes a throw. The, so I said you can't. The ball got it. there in like two seconds. Right. Watch this. this is one of the, Don't do this. this Yep. And <laughs> that's right. If you have that kind of talent, God bless you. But we'd still like to teach you the proper mechanics. Okay. He I just would love to like, have them. Okay. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't oh. you love to have them? You think we can get coach something out of them? Hell, I, I would. Would I like to have Mahomes? Shit, dude. Are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. Oh, wouldn't I, you like to coach some things out of them, though? Oh, I, well, I'd try. Yeah. I'd coach some things out of them. You mean some like bad mechanics? Yeah, well, I'm not going to coach his improvisation no, out of him. No, no. But no. from the clean pocket when they're doing – listen, what I, I try to – I've told people this in the past. I said, I want you to think how good Mahomes is now with all these weapons, doing all the stuff he does. Now I want you to tell me his mechanics improved 10%. In a clean – I'm talking about in a clean pocket. His mechanics improved 10 to 15%. He'll, he'll even be a bigger freak than he is, a, a, a bigger alien talent than he is. If, if some of the things, cause he'll, he'll like get a little carried away with some when he could set his feet and not do it. And he doesn't, and may miss one high towards the sideline. It goes out, not often, but imagine if his mechanics became more solid and he matched that with his improvisation, improvisation, his coaching staff, his talent and his ability, he'd even be better. He'd even be better, which is a scary proposition for anybody who has to cover him. Hey, Sean, let's, 
since it's Monday Night Football, we're an hour and a half in right now. Let's 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 discuss this last piece of it, and then we'll save uh, the the rest of it for tomorrow's show. You got it. Uh, okay. MVP race right now in the NFL. Uh, let's rank them. Uh, I know you were high on Jalen Hurts. I know you were high on Tua. I know you were high on Mahomes. Uh, we broke these guys down in, in specific and in specificity. Uh, specificity. Specific, yep. Specificity. I want to say it right before I. I don't want to be a slapdick. Um, <laughs> um, we broke it down though. Did Tua fall in your eyes losing yesterday? Did Jalen Hurts rise? Jalen Hurts was uh, had his best game in my opinion. He threw for big boy numbers. He threw for three eighty and three touchdowns. That's what I like. I like to say I. I like to say that is the difference in winning a Super Bowl. 380 and three touchdowns, no interceptions. That's big boy NFL quarterbacking. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, you know, did Tua f- flounder a little bit? Um, and then where do you have our other people that we had in there? Where's Mahomes at yeah. that Burrow beat him? Does Burrow move into the discussion now after the slow start? I just want to get your MVP take. Here's, if I was voting today, today. I, I know that the, 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 the Mahomes, put it this way, he, the, the two non-quarterbacks that should be in consideration for Offensive Player of the Year are Justin Jefferson and Josh Jacobs. Yes. Those are the two non-quarterbacks that should be considered for some big offensive award. Whether they win it or not, they should be considered. Right. That's one. Secondly, the three, I thought it was three guys with a couple stand on the outside. The outside looking in were Josh Allen. Yeah. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Those couple on the outside looking in. You know, Smith had another monster game yesterday. Right. And and Joe Burrow was on the outside. I thought going into yesterday, it was a three-horse race with Mahomes, uh, Tua, and Hurts. After yesterday, and it'll change again next week probably or the week after. I don't know how Jalen Hurts cannot be the leader right now. I, 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 I don't know how. But I also – well, I take that back. I understand if you take Mahomes or you take Hurts, you got to – two has fallen to third in my mind or fourth, depending on where you have Burrow. Those are your top four with Allen and Cousins hanging around and Justin Jefferson and Josh Jacobs as your offensive guys. I don't think Geno's getting enough love now offensively, even though he's had a hell of a year. Yeah. Geno Smith, I think he's dropped off. Yeah. Um, uh, Mahomes, if, if, Bray, if, if Burrow continues this – He's going to jump into the fray and be there in the end. Um, Hurts, two, I mean, Hurts, Mahomes, six and one half dozen in the other. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, we, I, don't, I don't know why we, they'll like, well, look at all the great players Jalen Hurts has. And, and then I'll say, well, Mahomes has great players. Yeah, but it looks different. Well, 380 is 380, 29 to 37 or whatever it was. Looked pretty good to me. Fucking Kyler right. Murray has great ones too, and he's dog shit. Right, so. I, it's one or the other with those two and two is still third, but Burrow got a couple more games. Like you saw yesterday from Burrow and he jumps into the top three. I agree with you. I'm with you. I think Burrow, cause there's no front runner. There's nobody running away with it. Like Aaron Rodgers has done the last two years for the regular season award. Uh, the last two years, Aaron Rodgers, by this time, we were already saying he's the MVP right yep, now. It's to lose. We're fucking debating right now who's going to be the MVP still, and we're into week 12 or whatever. So, you know, uh, I, I think it's open still. I think Burrow can still win it. I think Hurts is the front runner. I agree with you because their record, they won. They put it on a good Tennessee team. Best player on the best team. Best player on the best team right now. 
And, and he had his hurt. best day, in my opinion. That's right. So that's my opinion. We both agree on that. I don't. I, I'm not a believer in him winning a Super Bowl yet because I believe inconsistencies still arise here and there. They still come to the forefront. But I do say right now, uh, with no bias intended, he is the front runner for the MVP right now on the best team, and they've proven to be the best team. Um, let me ask you one question going away before we let these guys get to Monday Night Football. With Brock Purdy's injury, you don't trust the Vikings yet because of Cousins. You just don't. You've said, I mean, you don't have full trust in them. Um, you don't. The Purdy situation gets you a little nervous, and you say you don't trust the consistency in Philly. Who's your favorite in the NFC then right now? I, I, this morning I broke this down a little bit because I'm kind of – this is the thing. Dallas is playing lights out. I got to eat crow. Dak Prescott, 99 points in the last three games or whatever. It's all-time high in the franchise history. I think uh, they're, they're scoring more points. They're they're putting it on, folks. Uh, I'm not – I have the same feeling for Dak, though, until he can prove that he's not another Tony Romo and be a super talented – we know he's talented. We know he's got weapons. The defense is great. Dallas is playing lights out. Um, Dallas, Frisco's defense, the Vikings at 10 and two continue to just win games. And then you got the Eagles with one loss. Those are four teams with Seattle can, can beat any of them on any given night. If, if Gino gets hot with those two freak wideouts, they have Lockett in, in, in the swole big TO, uh, you know, with that running back, I mean, they're a team that can beat you too. So there's some teams out there that I'm still evaluating, but those gotta be the front four, right? Dallas, yeah. Eagles. Uh, Niners. I don't like the Niners' weapons with a young quarterback late in the season. I just don't because they don't have the true number one outside. Debo's not that guy. Debo's an H-back move guy. I don't think they have the outside 6'4 guy. They don't have A.J. Brown. They don't have the speedster with the young kid from Alabama and Smith. Uh, the Eagles at least have that with a great running game and an O-line. If you look at Jalen Hurts, Coach, his fucking pockets are clean now. Oh, yeah. So Jalen Hurts is in a, sitting in a nice situation in Philly. And then Dak Prescott and that, and that offense is starting to click, but the defense generates so many opportunities for that offense. I think the defense is better than their offense. So that's just my opinion. Um, and then I don't trust Kirk Cousins in any big games. And it's just that's how watered down – or I don't know if we want to call it watered down, but this that's how – closely matched yeah. this nfc is right oh, now. it's more open than it's been in years man yeah and, and, and we can also say the same for the afc right now with with kansas city losing to, to, to the cincy and then the buffalo we don't know what buffalo is going to show up and Miami now lamar's, getting beat. Out, yeah. lamar's hurt i mean where where are we at right no, now you can make yeah. the argument right now that the way the bengals are playing they're as scary as anybody exactly my point and uh i'll leave you with this sean let me ask you this as we get out of here it's safe to say the fucking Jeff Saturday experiment's done and over with? I would think that they're probably going to do a lot of interviewing this offseason. Oh, how's that grab you? And offer Harbaugh maybe big money to see if he'll leave, as we talked about. I would say Jeff realizes that. And then one thing I do tell you this, well, while we'll question Jeff, damn, dude, when your quarterback turns it over 20 times and do it, I mean, you don't have much of a chance, but I think Jeff's realizing that to get players to buy in, you got to be able to walk it a little more. And I'm not saying he's not going to be successful, you're right. but you're starting to see yeah. why people were pissed that they gave him the job in the first place. Yeah, and it's not a knock. I mean, we would At all, all. take the job too. We would all took the job. It's no, just it's no knock on Jeff. It's a hard job anyway. 
Head coach uh, in the NFL team's a hard gig. It's yeah, hard, to, hard um, to win in the league. And real quick about the Vikings. So, yeah, I would say the experiment, put it this way, I doubt you're going to get anybody else hired from the broadcast booth in the offseason. I'll just, let's just, I'll just leave that at that. But the other side of it is with that Vikings team, you know what? Take this with you, to, and we'll get it tomorrow, JB. Mull this over. People are bothered that the Vikings win close games. Should we maybe be bothered? I mean, should we be happy that they know how to win close games? Something to mull over for tomorrow. I'm curious. Hey, here's I something else, too, I want you guys to sleep on. Does anyone want to fucking play the Detroit Lions right now? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. If somebody gave me a futures bet and say they're going to make the playoffs this year, they might. They damn well. We got to hit on that tomorrow, too. They go take care of Minnesota, and I think they got a New York team in, a, in the next couple weeks. They win those games. They're in the playoffs, dude. <laughs> this team—they're they're staring at the playoffs. Hey, Talk about responding to a coach. that running back and the way Goff's spinning it right now. I, I, I've always said Goff is a top five ball spinner in the NFL. Dude, the he's blowing it out of his ass right now. He don't have the it factor, and that's why they traded and they won a Super Bowl. So you can't say, "Do you regret trading Goff?" If you're a Ram, no, you don't regret a Super Bowl. So no, McVay made the right decision. But having said that. Goff is a top five ball spinner out there. He's got a huge arm. He can spin it. He throws a great tight spiral. He's fucking accurate. But when he has nuts, if he gets some nuts and guts and creates a moxie about him like Burrow has, that motherfucker can be a very, very dangerous fucking commodity in this league. And you know what else? That that dude, when they get behind Campbell, they just cut it loose, dude. They will throw their ass right into it. Yep. Bingo, bango, bongo. They'll three touchdown your ass in like four minutes. I mean, they have like 40, coach. They give up 45, but they have Oh, yeah. But they'll, but they'll go big 12 on your ass in a hurry. They they don't have a problem with it, man. No shit. And I love what I'm seeing. You know, I'll tell you what, you better strap it on when you play that team because they're bringing it off. They are offensively. They are bringing it. No doubt. We got to break them down tomorrow. We might have to break down some golf. Yeah, I would like it. He's really he's really grasped what's going on. I, I Listen, you may not have to draft a quarterback high right now. Honestly, no. he's playing no. good football. Yeah, really he is. is. I'm with you. And I'm, I'm with letting the guy get better, man. Fuck drafting these rookies who aren't ready to play yet because hey. they're, we're not ready. Hey, Amen. I'm with you. Hey, man, go enjoy the game, Sean. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you. And uh, let me ask you something. Where the bitches at? I'm just trying to figure out where they be, okay? <laughs> oh, fuck. You're out, of your, you're out of your damn mind, and I love you, and so do all the millions of people who follow your ass. Hey, man, uh, we had 200 people here tonight, Sean. It's a great little start. We're getting this thing going. Make sure you guys retweet our tweets and uh, hit the like button on your way out the door. See you. I'll see you tomorrow morning uh, for the Coach JB Show, 6 a.m. Sean, give everybody where you are tomorrow morning. Uh, on your sports number, talk, sports talk, number one of 26 tomorrow. Which one is it? Sports, sports talk 790 Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, 6 to 10 central AM morning drive. And you can always get it on the iHeartRadio app free. So if you're in Detroit or Pittsburgh or California, tune that bitch on and you'll have me at uh, 6 to 10 and it's four hours worth. And we talk a lot of trash, although F-bombs and shits are limited because we're not allowed on there. Okay. Because yeah. JB... We we be giving millions of dollars away to the FCC, but that that won't be it. But we will get after it. A lot of good talk, man. And we got to break down some college playoff talk tomorrow. All the fans want to know what our take is on the on the four teams and should Alabama have gotten in? That's a great debate. Yep. Uh, we will break that down as well. Plus, uh, 
St. Brown is the I'll tell you why there's why his name is St. Brown. I actually know the dad and his and his whole family very well. They are from Compton. Uh went to USC. His dad has owned a uh a, a weightlifting building. He's been a by the way, he beat Arnold Schwarzenegger and Mr. Olympian. Uh he's a two time Get to the chopper. Yeah, the chopper. Fucking smoke a cigar and fucking uh I'll be back. Uh we'll be back tomorrow. And uh, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. Lucy, I appreciate you, Sean, everybody in here. Uh, appreciate you guys. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Love you, brother. Thanks. All right, Sean. Peace. See you, bud. The last chance cue. Let's go. And I just cannot wait to bring over 60 years of knowledge and experience to not only the novice football fan, Sean, but to the veteran football coach as well. you love it, you better live it, drink it, eat it, smoke it, and then every now and again, wake up with it laying next to you. The premier football coaching show on the internet. I've looked forward for the longest time to be with somebody whose energy and knowledge of football and teaching and no nonsense, but understands the old game, the in-between game, the new game, and combines them all. Last chance cue with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. 